Well, here we are again, and uh, this is not the other half of the retrospective that you can find on YouTube at, uh, it's called youtube.com slash tranklin 7 Unfortunately, I have the audio, I think. I just gotta find it, get it a bit more finalized. I don't think I'm doing that. Uh, if I do, I'm not gonna do it as, uh, as I did. But no, this is going to be something a bit different. It's going to be a uh, DM's guide, if you will. Uh, mine into what's like, so DM up a DMD campaign. But you're homebrewing. Kind of fun. Uh, it's also really terrifying, so I don't know how this is going to work. But all I can say is that um, when it comes down to it, there are a couple moments. things that make it fun, a couple things that make it, you know, not so fun. Not so fun is when you're sitting there feeling like late at night and you're like, man, what am I going to do with these characters that I can't control, you know, but I also have these other things I can't control. You don't want to railroad. So what do you do? You come around here and you say to yourself, man, how, how much should I plan? How much should I not? I'm like, okay. And that, that, that's something that's taking me a few sessions to learn. I'm going into my fourth or fifth session to, tomorrow. As of recording this tomorrow. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. Because I, I'm thinking of these different things that I like. And I've, and I've gone down, I'm developing characters uh, on a gameplay, in a gameplay-wise. In a mechanic sense, that's what I'm looking for. But I'm not looking for, not creating them in the story sense, which drives me nuts. And so I gotta find a way to balance that. Now I had something in the guy's backstory, one character I'm taking care of, which is a guy named Robin Stormwind. And... It's, uh, it's a little weird playing with that character. Not playing with it because these are all characters I've played with before. But they're also characters I'm ready. Fantasy series on. As a collective. But the problem becomes how do you balance a game mechanic? with the story, which is something I'm working on. That's a small, minute detail. How about the overall, the bigger, the macro, if you will? Well, it's easy. I told my players, I said, listen, you wanna, uh, when it comes to cosmology, the pantheon, I said, I'll just run it like something I know, akin to the DC universe. Every pantheon's on the table. Why not? I says to myself, well, this should be fun, this should be easy. But uh, it's not as easy as you think. But it's more fun than you'd expect. Because it also gives me the, the, uh, the freedom to kind of create these deities as I see fit. Because all, all of this is homebrew. And I chose, and I elected to do homebrew my first campaign 
out of respect for the lore that's built into the game itself. Because if I take something like Tiamat, for example, and I don't know what it is, all I know is a dragon deity, I could be very disrespectful to the lore of that character and probably make a lot of people mad without even realizing it. So what I'll do is I'll be like, okay, you could. Excuse me. You could use Tiamat or create your own deity like uh, Gaia. It's like, oh, the, the god of the earth, right? Gods of the earth? No, Gaia is the god of war. <laughs> you know. And I mainly got that because of Gaia, the fierce knight from Yu-Gi-Oh! But I figured it'd be funny. I figured I could do that. <laughs> so, let, let that be the first thing I want to speak on. Is inspiration. Not the game mechanic inspiration, but the inspiration for your world. What stories do you want to write? What stories do you want to tell? Because that itself means more than any boss encounter that you could come up with. More than any wondrous place you can imagine and describe to your players. What can hook them is the story. If you can't get your own story right, this is just how I feel as a new DM. If you can't get your story like intriguing for your character, for your players, they may not hang around. Sure, some people just want to lob heads off. Some people just want to be a barbarian and just, you know, kill things with a sword. Cool, works. Other people want to be invested in their characters. Cool. You know, that works too. But ask your players what they're looking for in a game before you start world building. Because and if you're starting with a small campaign, like oh, I'm running one right now with only two player characters. With only two players. I would, if I'd known about this uh, machination in the game earlier, I would have said, hey, you know, it's only the two of you right now. Y'all can play a second character if you want to. But we're like four sessions in, and I don't want to throw that on them because it makes them, because to me it feels like I make them do more work just to play my game. And I'm like, nah, you got your one character. I have plenty of NPCs I can just come up with and pull out of my butt, which is what I've been doing. And it works. The first session, sitting behind the DM screen, if you will, it was cool because I was able to interact with the players, interact with the characters on a fundamental level to where even I became enamored, enamored in the game, which is so much fun. And the fact I can make my players laugh, make them think, is the most important thing for me. Do you want to make them sweat? Yeah, but not when they're like level 3 and you have literally forgotten to give them a level since the beginning of the game. Um, and we're like going to be in our fifth session, I think, I believe. 
which makes me a little nervous as to what's going to happen. <laughs> but also, don't be afraid to just throw. If you have a map detailed for anything, like a detailed map for like a mine and a mountain, don't be afraid to give them a a, a boost and say, yeah, you know, there's a there's a catwalk in the mine that you know where the managers walk through it just oversee the place to people who are working, etc, etc. Because as an office, that's built into the side of the mountain. So if you have that logic built in already, there you go. You know, you can make it work that in that in that instance, which is what I did for I think the first or second session. Second session, because the first session was character creation, which I, sh in retrospect, make your session zero about the player characters, and not about the players, not the characters playing in the game. No, that came out wrong. Let's try that again. Let your session zero be your character, be, have your players crafting their characters and not your players interacting with the game. Because that was it for me. I had half of it started in a haphazard way, which felt bum rushed and everything else. And I feel like I railroaded one of my characters, one of my PCs, straight to the tavern. And I'm like, not good. So, it's one of those things to where it becomes a fine line you have to walk. Because railroading is depending on the people playing they're either cool with it or they're like yeah that's that I'd rather have some more freedom not just stuck on this one line and I've had I've played actual video games like that and I'm like I don't like that so if I don't like that how about my player how are my players gonna feel about that you know but once things really got moving, I was able to kind of let them have a second chance at um, going over things and really digging deep into the lore of this world I'm building. And the lore is still being built because a lot of this is reactionary. Right now, they're, they're in the same place for a good first four or five sessions right now. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But they're dealing with there's a lot built into the world and I can kind of expand on that if I need to which also gives me time to expand on the deities and everything else that goes along with that so it's it's very much <laughs> a balancing act between the two and one I look forward to playing each and every week I will say though I did not I did not like how unprepared I was last session because uh, it wasn't that memorable for me. I mean, my players are having fun. I'm having fun, bare bones. It. But if I can increase the amount the enjoyment they can get out of the game, I'm going to push myself to that level. I. I mean, 
I remember vagities. Vagaries. I vaguely remember what happened last week. And last week was... Um, they went looking for uh, for gold, who ran the mine, congratulated them, thanked them for sealing it up because that was giving them a bunch of grief, etc., etc. And, you know, turns out the guy who ran the mine was working for this other dude who's an underling of the big bad, essentially. Or one of the big bads, essentially. And it's just, it. I have not formed that pyramid of power, so to speak. But I have formed aspects of the thing, which really drives me nuts because from a creative standpoint, I don't like bouncing around when I'm writing a story, creating a story. However, on the other hand, this is not like writing a novel. You are writing an active game to where the player will have an active role in how that story is being told. So I have to be aware of that. I have to be careful of that. Which is why I'm very loosely taking care of my players and their wants and desires, so to speak. Which is a friggin' blast each and every week. Do not get me wrong, it is awesome. Sit there and watch them <laughs> sweat as they go back into this mine and see a pile of goblin bodies so everyone, the villains, the, uh, what's it called, the, uh, obstacles they were had to encounter the first time are gone and they got supplanted by new problems they're like oh fuck you know you know so they're like well this should be fun and then they get to the secret room essentially and they see the guy they were looking for get his face melted off by an acid dragonborn and then torn to shred by two bugbears. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty descriptive and how I did that and I made everyone all contracts just to be on the safe side to see what happened. You know. And it just... The way to get out of it. And as far as the NPCs go, if you're rolling for NPCs, my rule of thumb is if it's just starting out, Unless it's a nat one, it shouldn't really matter at all. But DC checks are a thing. So that's up to your own discretion how that works. Uh, also, perception versus passive perception. I have a player that's their passive perception is a 22. And I'm like, okay, make a perception check. But I have a passive perception of 22. I have to keep reminding them, yeah, that's if someone's trying to, like, slip you a roofie. Or if you're sitting in a bar, like, not really paying attention to anything. That's just all the passive stuff you hear. That's the stuff you hear in passing. If you're looking at something, you have to perceive what is in that room. You're not passively looking at it, you're intentionally looking at something. So, if it's, if it's a room, it's a perception check. If it's an item, it's an investigation. So, otherwise that perception would be broken as hell. 
So, yeah, that's definitely something to look out for. Um, it was just fun, and actually, I finally went back and I made a session this week, and I'll, I'll kind of report back or record another episode afterwards and kind of let everyone know how everything went. Maybe it'll be an ongoing thing every uh, Sunday or Monday. I'll record an episode how everything went. As far as the, the campaign, <laughs> kind of as a uh, talks mock. Uh, no, nope, that taken. <laughs> kind of like a mocks. No, can't do that either. That's also taken. Dank critical role. <laughs> I was gonna say kind of like a talks machina, but only one person. No. Um, it's just, it's very different, very awesome. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, this is like 20 minutes of me just kind of, uh, train of thought speak. And it's, it's very fun to talk about this kind of, this sort of thing. Because it's something I do care about and something I want to kind of, Ease people's minds, ease uh, new DMs' minds in. Because I, before I started, I was like, yeah, we're going to run a DC D&D campaign. I have the whole story kind of mapped out. Some other stuff I want detailed. Because this is a world I knew. And I was like, everything that was running, running congruently on that felt straight through. And I'm like, I was like, well, that's not going to be fun. So I says, I said, okay. Um, let me think about that. Let, let, let me think about that for just a moment. Because um, uh, let's get this you know, rolling here. Because it was going to be uh, basically people were running their own camp. Where it's going to be like one of their characters that's sent them back in time through basically the, the whole story was going to be they were chasing dark sides essentially trying to beat back dark sides armies from gaining footholds in specific places in time it would have been a short little campaign kind of a tutorial campaign and then it would have been then would have went into say a traditional D&D campaign like this but it'd still be in the DC-ish realm. So I could kind of, you know, work my way through it and such. That did not happen. Not like I wanted. So I said, okay, um, I'll try it this way. And I started a Facebook group. We do everything. We don't use Roll20 at all. Uh, they roll. They tell me what's going on. They tell me what their roles are. Uh, beyond that, it's nothing too exciting, nothing too particular. But it's, it works. So I've been running with this campaign because I'm like, okay, cool. But I want to see how, uh, how well I can do, like what lessons I can learn from this specific campaign and make it, and take those lessons moving forward and say, okay, I'm sorry I didn't get back to y'all and just, I'm going to go into that new, I make a habit of <laughs> making announcements before I know everything's running. You know, while everything's fair to meddling. And I'm like, well, the 
That sucks. And then when things go wrong, things get things go sideways. I'm like, well, I'm in friggin' trouble because I could have went. Well, da, 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 da. And I'm like, damn. And I'm stuck holding this idea in my hand, and I'm like, I can't do anything. And then. I ask a couple of my players, hey, do you want to do this? And then one of the players ends up leaving the group because there's been no activity on it whatsoever. And I'm like, I don't blame you. So, there you go. So I'm like, all right, my bad. I'll have to get back to them eventually and be like, listen, guys, I'm sorry, I'm trying to make this out, et cetera, et cetera. But I have a way this could work. But you'd have to trust me because I don't have any of the stuff I had before like at all but I'm working on it and I'm doing my best but as far as that goes you know all, all that's there I have like every now as far as resources I have almost every D&D book I could ever need on PDF and I got them for free um yeah so that that severely helps as someone doing this on a budget there are ways to get any kind of book you want for free from first edition D from D A D and D uh, legends and lore to Tosh's cauldron of everything you know if you know the book you want you need to look for X, Y, and Z, you can find it probably for free online. Just get a PDF reader, and you're good to go. So that'll work. That's what I do for that. And then same thing with the fillable uh, character sheets. You can edit those no co no problem. But if you have a laptop and you have all this, in addition to all the things that you have, what you can do is use D and D Beyond, and D and D Beyond. Is very awesome for the players because they have tablets. They have like a mobile device. Say their what's it called? Their um, uh, their uh, Android or Apple devices. They have an app for them specifically to be like, okay, well I use this, this, this and they can go through the D&D Beyond thing. But the DM has to use the laptop to be able to okay, and kind of do things as, as far as I've seen. Because there is no D&D Beyond Dungeon Master app, which I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> which is fun. So it's just it's something we do here, or something I do here. So I'm always trying to learn, pick up new things. And when I'm watching uh, Critical Role, or I'm watching... Um, uh, episodes of like Dimension 20 or uh, Team 4 Stars D&D campaign or uh, Capes and Pals from Comic Story I'm always, I used to always watch the player so I got a concept of how to play the game but now on the flip side of that I'm picking up tips from watching the DMs run the game and how they do things so I know okay there's a difference for this and this. There's this and this. And it just and running that back has been a tremendous help. Also watching Matt Koval's uh, running the game has been a tremendous help. 
you know, so I watch and I listen to a lot of different uh, dungeon masters and their DM tips. Like you can send us DM tips. And even as a DM, Critical Role's Handbooker Helper is great uh, for learning how to play this game on the friggin' fly. Which is cool, because I have classes that are... I have characters that are like a three multi-class, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta balance things fairly well to get what you want. Um, but as far as inspirations, getting back somewhat on topic, there are characters I was thinking about like crazy. I'm like, how do I make this work? How do I make this work? How do I make this work? And I was basically pounding my head against the wall going well, how do I transcribe this character to here the, how do I transcribe the, transcribe the concept into the game and where, where is that bridging to, to make the concept a, a NPC for the game or a villain for the game I have found Tulok Destroyer, T-U-L-O-K, the Destroyer, to be very helpful in that manner, because that I have had several, several characters, even my big bad going, how do I make that work, how do I do this, how do I do this, and I had a whole playlist of literally called D&D &D NPCs, and then more specifically DC D&D &D, uh, NPCs, and I'm like, how do I make these work, how do I make these work, how do I make these work? And then I saw that playlist and I was like, that was the touchstone that made it click for me. Because one character I have, I thought about it, and in my campaign right now, there is a king of this land that has outlawed magic. But yet magic is still being is still in play for those on the other side of the law. Meaning those who would break it, who would bend it to their will and basically basically the bad guys are able to use it and now it can be revealed that the king had has this mystical advisor he has his own teachings of it like he has his own magical abilities to what end I have no idea because I haven't thought about it that much yet although I probably should have but that's where a book like um, second edition D and D, what was it? Vile and Darkness, I think, is what it's called. It comes in handy, and I haven't read it all the way through, but I started to, and I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. So that's what I'm doing with that. Now, as far as gameplay, learn how games work, just read through the player's guide. Basically, everything after the character creation portions of it. Basically, just read from chapter, from, not chapter two, but like part two onward. You should be fine. And, you know, and uh, just kind of go from there and have fun with it, really. Kind of learn the mechanics of the game from the player's handbook. Um, anything else, like as far as 
treasure goes. There's the DM's guide for that. There's the random treasure generator and the dice you would need for that. Very easy. Um, what else is there? If you have a specific magic item idea you would need for, say, to give a player after an encounter or something, there is, again, D&D Beyond is a great resource because most of the basic stuff you want to look for as a DM, such as, again, the magic items, uh, is there for free. You can kind of narrow it down by what you want, whether it wants to be armor, jewelry, a weapon, and then it goes down the weapon side with... It's like, do you want to be elementally tuned, like a fire weapon, frost, etc. Which helps so much. So, it's very much uh, a resource that you can use at your, um, that is at your fingertips. That is something you should really make the most use out of. Of going from there, nothing else that comes off the top of my head here. I don't believe so. So, yeah, I guess that's that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that. I could always make another episode about something else later. Yeah, but for this episode, I really wanted to touch on the first. DM's journal, if you will, uh, for this podcast channel. I know it's been over a year since I last uploaded anything, and I was planning on being more, but things got away from me, and I just stopped uploading things, period. I became more of a spectator than an actual player. So, I guess that's it. Um, Yeah, I will talk to you guys. I guess next episode when I talk about another subject that's close to my, you know, it's on my mind right now. But uh, I will talk to you guys later. Peace.